This is Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. And big thanks to all of you who are signing up for Doctrine and Devotion All Mm. Access. Mm -hmm. You get the five devotions a week. You get the extra Banter of Truth podcast. It's been a lot of fun for us, and we're hearing good reports from people. Man, I've been loving it. People have been loving it. Get in on it. It's a lot of fun. And just a heads up, we have a big giveaway starting on Thursday to celebrate. 500th episode. That's right. Five hundies. You know, I was thinking like, I can't believe we made it this far. And then I'm thinking, of course. Yeah. Of course we made it this far. All, all we do is win. Win? Win. No matter what? You know why? Got money on my mind? <laughs> yeah, man. It's and you can fun. never get enough. Come on. You can't. You can't. Uh, uh, not every what? time I step up in the building. It, it, does, what does everybody's hands do? I think they go up. But then. <laughs> and then, then they stay there. Yeah. Uh, we have dated references. Mm-hmm. Man, my brain is fried. Really? Why? Oh, my gosh. Here been, it is. I've been working on this sermon. Here it is. I've been working on this I sermon knew it. so as much. As soon as you said that, I asked oh, why. I'm like, man, great. I just. You know, coming up with all the parts and like the stuff that's important to make it work. Uh, it's been a lot of work. All right. Listen, you might have helped. <laughs> Jimmy's preaching on Sunday. And yes, uh, Joe fixed. I, hey, I, I was what? fixing I, on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> so I got here early and <laughs> Joe got here even earlier than me, which, hey, you know what? Congratulations on that. I mean, not, you're you're an early riser. I just wasn't expecting that I'd see you here before I got here. Yeah, I'm always here. And so I got here, you know, I was trying to get here like an hour and a half earlier uh, before we were recording so that I can finish, you know, yeah. sermon prep, get all on one sheet. You were an hour early, not an hour and a half. Hour, hour and a half. I was nope. trying for an hour and a half. You I got said. here at 8.30. I said we were supposed I was to record trying. at 9.30. I said I was and trying. And we still weren't done until 10.30, but go ahead. <laughs> so yes, Joey helped me. <laughs> I offer a little bit of help. That's, uh, that's what I do. It, it was, it was yeah. you know, after you like. Most of it's just you like, hey, should I say this? And I'm like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, what do you think about this? Can I go ahead and make this assumption? J- Jimmy says a lot of really great things. And then there's a couple of things like, eh, don't say that. Yeah. Don't, that say thing all the other stuff. Say, yeah. That one thing, you, you usually riff on something and then you have to apologize or it, it doesn't make sense. It's going to be a great sermon. I'm really excited for it. But I am concerned for you. <sighs> How are you going I, I, how are you going to balance? How are you going to juggle both? How are you going to be able to pull off both things? I, you know, I know there's a joke in here. There's somewhere. no joke. I'm concerned. All right. All right. What are the both? Oh, what are I'm the two sorry. Things? Yes. Uh, being rested and ready to preach on Sunday. Uh huh. And while watching the Conor McGregor fight, I'm not tonight, watching it. <gasps> you are going to skip. Yes, I can't. I can't. Oh, I have to be ready for tomorrow. Goodness, I can't. Man. I've already had the conversations with others that have been like, "Hey, are we watching this?" I said, "No." I've been invited to go up to Wisconsin to watch it. You should go. I'm going to. That'd be fun. That's but nice. I wanted to check, make sure you weren't watching it. <laughs> no, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch the replay tomorrow. Uh, I'm just going to stay off social media. Just, I wish I could, but it's too late. I can't. I can't. Yeah. That's so, why I don't do so, it if I'm preaching. Yeah. Sermon I, comes first. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you thought you were going to catch me there, didn't you? That I was going to. Uh, I, was, I was just not. Because I know. like I know I love it and I want to, but I can't. I yeah. just. No, mm. no, mm. Mm. I must be arrested. All right. No. Well, how bad would that be? Showed up. You could do it. It's fine. <sighs> no, dude, it's not going to get done till midnight. Dude, I get five hours of sleep on Sunday Okay. Night. I I need a lot more than you. Yeah. What? 15? What do you need? No, I need like seven. Okay. Well, you can pull that off. No. 
midnight, I, you go to bed at midnight, right after the fights. Mm -hmm. I can say one. No, but here's the thing is like, I like to wake up really early on preaching mornings. I have a routine that I go through mm -hmm. and I, I want to go. Right. I, I just, I need, all right. I need my routine. I'm going to tell you what happened. No, please yep, don't. I'm going don't to do spoil that. Every, don't do that. Yeah, Where are you going awesome. to Wisconsin? Tommy's. <gasps> that he's got a great basement. Yeah. I've seen photos. You mm -hmm. should go. Yeah. You really should. Yep. And the thing about I mean, I'm, I doubt that there's going to be I know, know, I know cigars you're, there, but yeah, you know. there is inside. Yes. Oh, I've seen photos, dude. He's got a beautiful. No, basement. Uh, yeah, I know he. He's got, they had the house built, right? Yes, yeah. it's a beautiful basement, and yes, there will be cigars, and I guarantee there'll be a lot of other things going on. I uh, it is gorgeous. A lot of other things. Well, like cards and stuff like <laughs> oh, okay, that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, like one of those going on. No, like it's quite big. Yeah. It's it's uh uh, but that's very nice that he Jen, invited you. Jen said I should go. You really so. should, but knowing you, you're not going to. Uh, probably not. You see, <laughs> <laughs> it's an hour. That's an hour away uh, from my house. I just I, did the math. I just did the math. And I know someone that'll probably go with you if you uh, if you ask them. And I'm pretty sure they were probably already invited. Hmm. I don't want to ask who. Okay. No, it's not a joke. <laughs> no, I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid because then it's like I'll be on the hook. Exactly. That's why. Yeah, that's I'm why I just gonna, said someone. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Hmm. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no. 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 Actually, I didn't think about that one. Oh, I know who you're talking yes. about. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So we're going to get into the Baptist Catechism again. We're in question mm -hmm. 25, and it's all about the incarnation. Here we go. How did Christ, being the Son of God, become man? Christ, the Son of God, became man by taking to himself a true body and a reasonable soul, being conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit in the womb of the Virgin Mary, and born of her, yet without sin. Mm -hmm. There we go. Incarnation. Incarnation. So... This is obviously something that the church tends to focus on in Christmas. Uh, yes. Yeah. Right. We we like to like oh birth of Jesus, incarnation, mm -hmm. hypostatic union, blah blah blah, all of that. Um, and the catechism in articulating it this way uh, accomplishes a, a few things. Number one, it establishes its orthodoxy, uh, and you can see how this really does reflect the Athanasian Creed. We're going to get to that at the end of yeah, the podcast. Yeah. But I like that it's actually simple. It's not overly complicated, and yet it's really clear. Christ, the Son of God, became man by taking to himself a true body and a reasonable soul. Hmm. So when it says true body, I mean, why is that important? What are, what are we even getting at here? Well, I mean, there's been very, there's been you know various, I would say, heretical views mm -hmm. of well, Jesus wasn't really here physically in right. flesh, but he was just. It was just kind of more of a, a spiritual sense, you yeah. know? And so it was that spiritual body that died, but not the true body of Christ. And so yeah. as we talk about this, like Jesus' humanity is in part found in his fleshly body. How important it is that he was fully man. Right. And, and you know, in that, this corporeal existence, right? Uh, flesh and blood and bone and brain and liver and heart, all of that, mm -hmm. Jesus grew. Yeah. Right. Uh, he even learned. We see that, uh, you know, as we uh, in, in the in the Gospels, growing in wisdom and stature. Um, and he was experienced and he, throughout his life. He experienced everything that mm. human beings do experience, except for sin uh, in their human bodies. Right. Correct. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about uh, he, he was hungry. He got hungry. He was thirsty, which is weird. Right. Because I always marvel at that. He. He is the one that feeds the world. Like yeah. he's the sovereign God. Yeah. He's self-existent. And yet he he's stopping at Chipotle. Yeah. I like some Chipotle. Yeah. 
Chipotle is good. I could go for some Chipotle right now. Mm. What would you get? Burrito bowl? Burrito bowl. Yeah. yeah. Burrito bowl. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I can't. Uh, gluten. Can't do the. Uh, oh, that's right. You're still on the gluten thing. Yeah. Anti-gluten thing. Yeah. He also got weary yep. and fatigued. Yep. He had friendships and he also experienced loneliness in the same time. You know, that's just hard. loneliness is sad for anybody, but it's like, wait a minute. The maker of the universe mm. who, who made everything for himself, they're dismissing him. They're abandoning him. They're rejecting him. And he even experienced temptation, of course. And um, all of this is reflected in, in Hebrews throughout. But in Hebrews chapter 2, mm-hmm. verses 14 through 17, it says, Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself, speaking of Jesus, he himself likewise partook of the same things, flesh and blood, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. For surely it is not angels that he helps, who don't have the bodies, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he helps the offspring of Abraham. Therefore, he had to be made like his brothers in every respect yeah. so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. Mm. He, he was one of us, truly one of us, body, blood, hunger, thirst, fatigue, all of those things that we experience, he experienced because to be a proper substitute, he had to be one of us. And then it gets into this idea of of a reasonable soul. And so here, this is getting into a doctrine. Hmm. People talk about dichotomy and trichotomy, whether there are two essential parts to a human life or three, right? Is it body and soul? Or or body, soul, spirit. Right. Or body, soul, mind. And we'll talk about that. And then like the dispensationalists, oftentimes they go for the trichotomy view. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are, you know, there are good people on both sides. But I think here we have a, a pretty good implication that dichotomy is the way to go because Jesus had body. And a reasonable soul. And a reasonable soul. Right. So uh, uh, Benjamin Bedden. Benjamin talk- Bedden. Who's that? Benjamin Bedham? Benjamin Bedham. Yeah, he's got that exposition that we're looking for. Of what? What is, he, what is the exposition? Of the Baptist Catechism. Oh, he has the exposition of the Baptist Catechism? Yeah. So, can, can, do we have a link to that? Uh, it's right there in the show notes. Okay. There we go. He, uh, he asked a question, and it's really been good, like, as you're going through it. Uh, it helps you kind of think through these these doctrines and these truths a little bit more deeper and fuller. Yeah. Right? Because uh, oftentimes we look at these things, and maybe we take them for granted. Mm-hmm. You know, looking at them, I hate saying the word surface level. But yeah, but, that's but fair. Looking at the implications of these truths, right? We just don't. It's just easy to go. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then we don't of go course. any deeper. Yeah. Uh, had Christ a real human soul? Yes. Isaiah fifty-three: Thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. Mm. Now, was it a rational soul? Yes. Luke two: For he increased in wisdom. So Joey was talking about that. He grew in wisdom and stature. The right? real soul, like that's just awesome. Uh, and endowed with natural passions? Yes. Matthew 24, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful. I mean, passions there is used in a in a, in a generic way. Yes. Yeah. Passions are sometimes used for like ungodly mm-hmm. emotions and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, and capable of a separation from the body. Yes. Isaiah 3, he poured out his soul unto death. So in the incarnation, we have the word of God, the mm-hmm. son of God becoming man and this is like the miracle right yeah i mean it is we can understand it we can explain it as it's been revealed to us but there still is a lot of mystery there and so when we start to talk about the virgin birth yeah we get we get i think some some indications of 
just how unnatural or hmm. unnorm, not how non-normal uh, God becoming man is because while Jesus was fully human, his conception was not natural. He no, wasn't, yeah, I Joseph's mean, not his dad. No. Not physically. No, I mean, it talks about he was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit in the womb of the Virgin Mary mm -hmm. and born of her. You know what I like? What's that? I like that it calls her the Virgin Mary. Why, why is it that you like that? Because I, in my experience among Baptists, they don't talk about the Virgin Mary. What, because she was a virgin no longer? They just thought, well, she was until she had sex. Yeah, with after, after Jesus. Then, yeah. yeah, she had. Yeah. But I, 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 my, my guess is, my vibe is, in my talking with average Baptist, you know, Christians, is that Virgin Mary sounds too Catholic. That's silly. And they're like, oh, they exalt her. You know, she's co-mediatrix or whatever mm -hmm, and all that mm -hmm, stuff. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but no, she is the Virgin Mary. That's, um, that's a that's a good and proper title for her, and that's part of the miracle here mm -hmm. is that when Jesus was born of her, she was still a virgin. I just like it. Luke one thirty five, and the angel answered her, "The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God." So, you know, mm -hmm. we're asking this question: Okay, how is it then that Jesus conceived by the Holy Spirit in the womb of the Virgin Mary, right? And she asks this question: How is it to be so? Right, right. And it is by the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and it's really important and crucial as we look at the virgin birth of Christ. Because of his uh, his sinlessness. Yeah. And this is what's interesting, because, um, you know, some people will argue that the sinful nature is passed down through the male. Mm. Oh, yeah. Based on on things like this. Yeah. Those like, oh, so. The, the reason it was, it, it couldn't be through Joseph or part of, maybe not the reason, but the part of the, the, the way that this had to happen was because the sinful nature is passed down through the man, not the woman. And so this is how Jesus doesn't have a sinful nature. Mm, or just because it's the son of God. Yeah, I, I, God. I just, I just I'll go with son of God. I don't, I don't buy that. I, um, I, I think. The sinful nature is passed down through husband and wife. They're both sinners. We, I, I don't have any yeah, reason. To go that road, then, well, then that, now you are going Catholic because you have to then go with she herself is sinless. I mean, that's. Nope, they would, because like uh, Orthodox, like Protestants would say this too. They would just say, no, she has a sinful nature. It's just not passed down through her. It's passed down through the No, mind. I know, but I'm talking about as a growing up Roman Catholic, the view of, of her uh, it, being. Yeah, she is. So for Jesus to be sinless, as you know, it needed a, a holy, a holy and, and sinless mother. Right, right. And so it's kind of like that, right? I mean, because we don't believe in the Immaculate Conception. That's Mary being mm -hmm, conceived without mm -hmm. sin. So um, so it's, it's interesting. I, I, I think the miracle is is what should be highlighted here. Jesus was conceived of the Holy Spirit in Mary, and there is no sinful nature, not because Mary couldn't pass it on, but because it's a miracle. It is the son of God, like Jimmy mm. said. So Jesus was fully human, but his conception was not natural. And we want to say Jesus was also fully human, but he was perfectly human. Because a lot of people think like, oh, well, to be, you know, we say to err is human. Mm. Well, in a sense, that's true, because all human beings err or sin, but it's not of the essence of humanity. Because there was a time when Adam was fully human and he did not sin, when Eve was fully human and she did not sin. Mm. And there will be a time in the future when we are fully human and glorified 
and there won't be the possibility of sin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jesus was fully human and perfectly human, thus he did not sin, Hebrews 4.15. We do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without that sin. Mm. So all of this, all that all that's being said here in this uh, question 25 is really reflective of the Athanasian Creed. If you haven't read that, we'll link to it in the show notes, but you should read the Athanasian Creed. It, it seems long because it's like 44 statements, but it's actually not. You can read it quickly, but it's really pretty awesome. And there and in that they, there's a there's a lot of fleshing out of yeah. of of concepts regarding the Trinity. Should we just kind of pick some of the ones out? To, Let, to let's read on the, the, the most relevant ones to what we're talking about today. Um, all right, looking at uh, statement seven. Such as the Father is, such is the Son, and such is the Holy Spirit. And that whole section is just really good. I think that's a good place to start. I'll go all the way down to 29. Furthermore, it is necessary to everlasting salvation that he also believe rightly in the incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ. So here the mm. Athanasian Creed is saying, like, listen, this is a part of orthodoxy. Yeah. Like you're believing in the incarnation. Uh, number 30, for the right faith is that we believe and confess that our Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is God and man. Both. And so again, yeah, you're talking about the, the orthodox belief. Uh, and uh, to be a true believer mm -hmm. is to believe and confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he is fully God and fully man. Uh, 31, God of the substance of the Father, begotten before the worlds, and man of substance of his mother, born in the world. Or 32, perfect God and perfect man of a reasonable soul and human flesh subsisting. Just exactly what the catechism said. Mm. Now, 35, I think, is is good, and it's important as we're talking about uh, the hypostatic union, as we're mm -hmm. talking about uh, Jesus being fully God and fully man, says 35 one not by conversion of the godhead into flesh right right but by taking of that manhood into god yeah so this idea god doesn't change god didn't change but it, it talked about he humbled himself he humbled himself by taking on flesh mm -hmm. so he took that upon himself and he did not relinquish his deity but he also took on humanity and then uh 36 one altogether not by confusion of substance but by unity of person there there's there is no blending of the natures mm -hmm. in Christ, yes. human yeah. nature divine nature uh 37 um for as the reasonable soul and flesh is one man so each one of us right dichotomy reasonable soul and flesh so god and man is one in christ so we have one person right two natures yeah that's yeah. one way to summarize it. We're yeah. one person, two natures, a human nature, divine nature in the person of Jesus Christ. And maybe the the big way to summarize it is to say, like all of this is to say, Jesus is truly man. Yeah. And he is truly God. He is not 50% man, 50% God. He's not like a cyborg. He is 100% <laughs> man, 100% God, two natures, one person. But ultimately, Jimmy, who cares? Why does this matter? Well, when we when we look at the incarnation, and this is why I think we we focus a lot of it on Christmas, on the birth of Christ, because the incarnation is what makes Jesus a suitable savior. Yeah. And it's it's actually something that we should not only be discussing at Christmas or during mm -hmm. Advent, but throughout the year, mm -hmm. because uh, the incarnation is what makes him suitable and it's what enables him to be our substitute uh, 
how could he take our place if he's not us? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. And if he's not, we remain in our sins, mm. separated from God and still condemned to hell. Yeah. I mean, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DrFotion.com. They can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast. Hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com and grab some gear. Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday. We got some blog posts, some video content. We've also got that all access happening all week. So make sure you go to DrFotion.com slash all access. Mm -hmm. Later. <laughs>